You're not much of a bargain, you know. You'll be seated and thoughtless and messy. You can't just lie and cheat and break the rules you don't like. Beat it, you hippie! By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today I decided to talk about the generations. What do I mean by that? Well, we've all heard about the baby boomers. We've all heard about Generation X. We've all heard about the various generations. And that's a concept that always fascinated me. And I'm not entirely sure why. I guess it's because it seems like people need to identify with a group or separate themselves from a group, depending on your perspective and whether you like the group or not. And it's always been interesting to me to see the arguments between the generations, the things that supposedly separate the generations, when the reality is that there's so much overlapping between these quote-unquote generations that everybody has a lot more in common than they think. Now, that's not to say that there are not some distinctive features of the boomers. There are not some distinctive features about Generation X. But I don't think it's a generational thing as much as it is a certain part of the people born during a certain period of time. So we're going to talk about that today. Now, before I get too far into it, I guess I need to define my terms, right? I mean, we all know who the baby boomers are. Kinda. One of the things that I did for this episode was do some research on the generations, and the baby boomers is the only generation, and I'm using air quotes on that, I'm trying to speak the air quotes for you because it's a generation in description terms only. It's not really a generation. Generations are like 30 years from a genealogical standpoint. But from a social standpoint, they define these generations as being between 15 and 20 years long. But the baby boomer generation is the only one of these generations that seem to have expanded over the years. And I'm not sure if that's because more people want to be included in the baby boomer generation or because the sociologists who come up with these terms were trying to fit Gen X into a period of time that worked for them. But at one time, the baby boomer generation was 1946 to 1959. But that 1959 year has moved over the years. It became 60, 61, 62. Right now, it's about 1946 to 1965-ish, depending on which chart you use. So it's about 20 years for the baby boomers. But let me back up. Let me go in chronological order. So according to the Pew Research Center, which is where I got my most recent information, Pew Research Center has defined six generations. So there's the silent generation, which they say runs from 1928 to 1945. Now, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with that as a designation because there was a difference in 1929 when the Great Depression hit that would break up anybody before 1929 and anybody after 1929. So having the start date for that in 1928 doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me, but I'm not working at the Pew Research Center, so... They decided to call the Silent Generation 1928 to 1945, and we're not going to talk about that today. We'll talk about the silent generation somewhere else. The one that's not included here is what I've heard defined as the greatest generation, which is the folks who fought in World War II. Now, obviously, they wouldn't be born in 1928, because when 1941 rolled around, they'd only be 13 years old. So the greatest generation would actually be between 1908 and 1928, and their lives would have spanned the Spanish flu, which was COVID back in the day, and World War I, and those are the kids who grew up to fight in World War II. That's the greatest generation. 
And the greatest generation is the one that begat the baby boomers. The baby boomers come after the silent generation. So chronologically, we have the greatest generation, followed by the silent generation. That takes us up to 1945. The baby boomers came in 1946 because that's when the greatest generation came home from war and started having babies. That's why they're called baby boomers. These guys were away for war for four years, came home, and just started multiplying like rabbits. That's why there's the baby boomer generation. Now, they call it the baby boomer generation, and it covers a 20-year span, which really doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because the baby boomer generation should cover about a two-year span. I mean, when you really think about it, the guys who came back from war got back in 1946. They weren't really putting out babies, not those guys, for 20 years. That's just not how biology works. I mean, some of them I'm sure were, but the guys who came back from war in 1946 were not having that many kids, not them, in 1964. But for the convenience of naming the generation, they say the baby boomer generation goes from 1946 to 1964. Okay. Then there's Gen X. I personally think Gen X came about because the kids that followed the baby boomers didn't have a name. And they were jealous of the fact that people called them baby boomers. Well, what are we supposed to be called? They became Gen X. Gen X supposedly is 1965 to 1980, right in that range. Some say 81, some say 82. But according to the Pew Research Center, it's 1965 to 1980. Gen X is followed by the Millennials. And that generation is people who were born from 1981 to 1996, 15 years. By the way, notice that Gen X is also 15 years, 1965 to 1980. Millennials, 1981 to 1996. Then Gen Z comes about. Gen Z is 1997 to 2012. Anybody born between those two years is Gen Z. Oh, and yes, don't worry, there's a new generation that has just formed. They're calling it Gen Alpha. Gen Alpha is anybody born from 2013 until approximately the present day. I mean, if you go with 15 years as a standard, it'll be anybody born between 2013 and 2028. But see, there's going to be a whole generation of kids where COVID was a major impact on their lives. So there are your generations. You've got the greatest generation, the silent generation, the baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, and Gen Alpha. And there are distinctions among all of those generations. And each of those generations has its own characteristics. And again, not everybody falls into the category neatly. Not every silent generation person ticks all the boxes in the silent generation. Not every baby boomer, not every millennial, not every Gen Xer or Gen Zer. They don't all tick all of the boxes. It's just a convenient way to reference people and to group people so that we can talk about them and, yeah, okay, joke about them too. Now, the greatest generation which fought World War II If you go by the years that we have available to us, 1908 to 1928, the greatest generation is practically non-existent anymore. The men and women who fought in World War II, who survived the Great Depression, who survived the Spanish flu, those folks are 95 years old and older as of this recording. I mean, we can learn a lot from them and we can get some information from them and we can remember through them what life was like 100 years ago. But the greatest generation, sadly, is almost non-existent now. But World War II was won by the greatest generation. In the United States, in Europe, the greatest generation won World War II. And thank God for that. The silent generation, I think, is called the silent generation because we don't talk about them too much. They don't talk about themselves too much. We've never worried about them too much. They've never had a thing going on. They just existed. 
They existed through World War II. They grew up through the Great Depression. But if you do the math, as of this recording, the silent generation is basically late 70s, all through their 80s, up to about 95 years old. The silent generation is your parents, your grandparents, in some cases your great-grandparents, depending on when you were born. And they're still around to tell you stories if you want to go listen. And I advise you do so. I'm sure they have some great stories. That's one of the reasons for this podcast. Not that I'm in the silent generation, but because I don't have the people to go to for the stories that I'd like to hear, I'm recording my stories now so that down the road, if somebody wants to dig these recordings up and give them a listen, you'll have the stories. The fun begins when we start talking about the baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z. There's an interplay between the generations where everybody likes to pick on everybody else. Everybody has a list of things that, oh, the boomers are this. Oh, Gen Xers are that. Oh, millennials are this. There are so many jokes and disputes and just facts about people born during certain periods of time that the other groups like to pick up on and joke about. And some of them are true and some of them are not. And some of them are funny and some of them are like, okay, yeah, I get it. Some of them are painful to acknowledge. But as I said, not everybody born during a particular year checks all of the boxes of any particular generation. In other words, not all Gen Xers do this. Not all boomers do that. So what I thought I'd do today is start with the baby boomers and Gen X and talk about some of the things that are common to both, that are unique to both, where there's some overlap, where there's some distinctive features. But the thing is, a lot of the things that are associated with Gen X or with baby boomers are not unique to either one of those generations. It's fun to pick on them about it, but they're not entirely accurate. And of course, I did some research about this because I'm familiar with some of the things that are said about the generations, but not all of the things that are said. Like one of the things that I found out was that Gen X loves prepared foods, like pre-made sandwiches, Lunchables, Hot Pockets, pizza rolls. That's attributed to Gen X. That's a Gen X thing. Except I know baby boomers like prepared foods. I know millennials like prepared foods. I mean... Who doesn't like a good pizza roll? Who doesn't like to go to the supermarket and go to that counter where they have the hot foods prepared? Oh, I can get a meal here just like this? Who doesn't like that? I mean, it's nice and convenient, but it's not a Gen X thing. Same thing goes to the thing that I found about Gen X being not big on salty or sweet. Really? I've never heard that before. One of the things that I read said Gen X doesn't have the same sweet tooth as the other generations. I mean, I know certain people don't like candies. Certain people don't like cakes and cookies and desserts. But there are certain people who are boomers, who are millennials, who are all ages. How can you say that Gen X doesn't like salty and sweet as a blanket statement? It just doesn't make sense to me. But some of the things that I read are true to certain generations or seem true to certain generations. Like how many times do we read about people of the baby boomer generation thinking everyone is overly sensitive? I mean, that's actually a fair characterization of what a lot of baby boomers think about everybody who came after them. Everybody else is overly sensitive. People are special snowflakes. Well, you know what? Some of the most easily offended people that I know are baby boomers. Talk about overly sensitive. I think it was baby boomers who took offense at being called Karens and Chads. Which is interesting, by the way, because Chad is supposedly a Gen X name. But if you call a boomer a Chad, they get very upset. Baby boomers are also very disapproving of your career choices. No matter how old you are, no matter what your career choice is, they're very disapproving if you haven't done something for the same company for 30 years. But that comes from a mindset that was passed down to them from the greatest generation or from the silent generation. 
Back in the early 1900s, you could work for a company for 30 years or for 40 years. And you would work hard for that company. You would put in your career for that company. You would work all of the hours you had to work. You would work overtime. And in exchange for that hard work, the company would give you a retirement program. They would give you a pension. They would honor that pension. You would have payments throughout your retirement. There was loyalty between the employer and the employee. They treated each other with respect and dignity. You got health care. In some cases, you even got housing, depending on the company. Look up company towns if you've never heard of this. There were towns where the company owned all of the houses, and they either rented them or sold them to their employees. So they'd have a place to live that was affordable and close to work. But that's the early 1900s. That's something that hasn't existed in this country for at least half a century. Now, that's a mentality that grandma and grandpa grew up with. And so when you went to work for a company, you stayed with them for 30 years because the payback was all of this good stuff. Healthcare, company, town, pension, take care of you and your family into your old age. But that doesn't exist anymore. And people of a certain age, the baby boomers, they don't recognize this or refuse to see it. And that's why they are disapproving of your career choices if you've gone into the arts, if you've changed jobs every five years, if you haven't settled down into a career. That all comes from the mindset of growing up at a time when companies took care of their employees. That time doesn't exist anymore. That's a fantasy land that existed once upon a time, but no longer. And that actually goes into the baby boomer advice on finances, too. Because don't forget, prices in the 50s, prices in the 60s, and salaries in the 50s, and salaries in the 60s kept pace with each other. You could buy a house in the late 1950s for $16,000. Now, your salary might only be four or $5,000 for the year, but that's not a huge difference. Nowadays, that same $16,000 house, depending on where you are, might be a quarter of a million dollars. But your salary isn't $100,000 to keep pace with it. You're still making $30,000 to pay for a quarter of a million dollar house. Back in the 50s and the 60s, you could still find a job with a pension. You didn't need something like a 401k. You could plan on retiring at 65. Nowadays, you can't plan on retiring. Not unless you're very, very lucky or you've been very, very diligent in managing your finances and in saving for your retirement for the past 40 years. It's just a different world now. And the mentalities that the baby boomers grew up with just don't apply. The advice and the attitudes come from a world that just no longer exists. One of the other interesting things about the boomer generation, and to a certain extent Gen X too, is the lack of concern for the future. A lot of baby boomers, and candidly, a lot of Gen X, and this is where I wanted to point out some overlaps. People of a certain age, people born in the 60s, even the early 1970s, people of a certain age just don't care about things like climate change. They don't care about health care for all. They don't care about solving things like the gun problem, or homelessness, or poverty. They're worried about what they have, what they don't have, what they can get, what they haven't gotten yet. They'll drive their gas-guzzling cars. They'll buy their great big empty houses. They have this attitude, and this is with a lot of people I've come across in this age bracket. They have this attitude that, ah, I'll be dead. Doesn't matter what I do. They don't have this sense of taking care of the future world for their kids or their neighbor's kids or future generations or anything. They're worried about what they can get today. 
Another thing that's common, at least from my perspective, between the baby boomers and Gen X is this nostalgia for everything that they grew up with. Why do you think we get reboots of things like Charlie's Angels or the Starsky and Hutch movie back in the 90s? That's baby boomer nostalgia. We reboot stuff from 20 years prior because we think it'll look cool and we can do it better or funnier or both. Why do you think we're getting reboots of Quantum Leap? Why do you think we're getting reboots of Magnum? Why do you think we're getting reboots of the Star Trek movie? We can do it better and cooler now. I mean, everybody's got nostalgia for what they grew up with, and everybody would like to see it again, I guess. But why do you have to remake it? Just go watch the old movie. Just go watch the old show. Some things you can't improve on. Now, you can extend the universe, which is why I like the Star Wars things like Andor and the Mandalorian. They're taking an existing world that started back in the 1970s and have expanded that world. That makes sense to me. But this rebooting of stuff, it's like remaking Star Wars, the original movie from 1977, recasting it and just making a new shot-for-shot version of it. Why would you do that? But there's this nostalgic view that baby boomers have, that Gen X has, that I'm sure the millennials will get too. Well, we can do it better. Sometimes it's okay to just leave things alone and enjoy them in their original form. It's okay to do that. Now, I know I said I was going to focus on Gen X and the baby boomers, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the millennials and Gen Z. I mean, Gen Alpha is probably too young to start worrying about. And I shouldn't say worrying. I'm not worried about them. They're going to be running the world in the not-too-distant future. But when you look at the generations, if you do the math, if you look at the years that apply, the oldest millennials were born in 1981. 1981 is 42 years ago. The oldest millennials are in their 40s. If you think about it, most American millennials were aware of and shaped by things like the first Iraq War, which was the early 1990s. So the oldest millennials were 10 years old. I remember stuff that happened when I was 10 years old. So you had the first Iraq War. You had the first bombing of the World Trade Center. You have 9-11. You have the Iraq War. All of that stuff influenced the millennials. And the millennials outnumber Gen X. If you look at the population for those generations, there's more millennials than there is Gen Xers. And with the millennials in their late 30s, their early 40s, they're going to be taking over everything. They can do it. They have the numbers and they have the votes. Gen Z, the oldest Gen Zers, 25 years old, 26 years old, they're just coming of age. They're just hitting their prime. They're going to be taking over after the millennials and not too far down the road. And don't forget, Gen Z, with the birth year of 1997, they're really the first generation that was all internet. They grew up with the smartphones. They grew up with the tablets. They grew up with Google. They grew up with Facebook. They grew up with Instagram. That was always there for them. Gen Z is the only generation that can say that. The older millennials have had to transition into the electronic age. They've had to transition into regular internet use. The millennials, Gen X, the baby boomers, they all had to transition into the electronic world. Gen Z has always lived there. Let's not forget that. And Gen Z and the Millennials have been formed by this electronic world. And they've been formed by wars and crises for which there has been no solution. Whether it's climate change, whether it's the Iraq War, whether it's 9-11, whether it's the 2008 financial collapse. Let's not forget that was a huge thing that happened. It impacted lots of people, including a lot of kids. So when these are your memories growing up, when these are the things that informed your entire background, It has an impact on the rest of your life. 
Baby boomers, Gen X, they grew up in a world of plenty. Yes, there was a Cold War going on. There was the Cold War with Russia that spanned many decades and that did influence a lot of things that happened in the world. But I'm telling you, having lived through the Cold War, it was nothing like the trauma of 9-11, the financial collapse in 2008, the Iraq War, the unending erosion of civil rights that has gone on for 20 years since the passage of the Patriot Act, up through the overturning of the Roe versus Wade decision. These are all huge historical events that have formed the mentalities and the political views and the worldviews of the generations that are going to be running things from now on. The millennials and the Gen Zers were impacted most by this stuff. And that's the stuff that's going to determine the course of this country and the world until Gen Alpha takes over. And honestly, I hope to be around to see that. So I got a little rambly there, I know that I did, but it's fascinating to me to see how people break up the generations, talk about the generations, try to separate people because of their generations, when all in all, we should all be working together to make the world a better and more livable place for everybody. Yes, I'd like to have a kumbaya world. I'd like everybody to just get along. Why do we have to divide ourselves by generation? Why can't we embrace our differences and work together for a better world? That's just me talking. What the hell do I know? Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate your support, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.